6-8 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Bleck. Adam Abdallah has the night off. Here with you until 8 o'clock this evening. Talk a lot of Bears football as Ryan Poles met the media today up at Hallis Hall as we continue to discuss the Chicago Bears finishing out the season. Uh, they finished 3-14 and and they get the number one pick in the NFL draft. The Texans definitely helped them out, right? At the end, uh, on Sunday, they beat the Colts 32-31, and the Texans fall to 3-13-1, so the Bears get the number one selection in this year's draft. Thus, all of the cards this offseason. They have the most cap space, they have the number one draft pick, and I think by all accounts, to this moment, they have the quarterback. And and the one thing that I I started to think about today, which... You know, it's weird because I feel as if I've definitely been in the camp of Justin Fields is going to be the guy. He will eventually be a successful, very good quarterback in the NFL. It'll just take some time and some pieces around him. But earlier today, I was trying to, like, really think about it, to put myself into the mental space of what if the Bears did select a quarterback? Like, what would that look like? Who would I want them to go after? Who is that guy? Because I think there are some teams at the top of the draft board. You look at Indianapolis. You look at Houston. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at seven. There are teams at the top of the board that clearly need a quarterback. Mm. They need that guy for the future. Like I stated, I think Justin Fields is that guy. But when I ask myself, if you don't go with Fields long term, who would I want the Bears to go after? Who would I want the Bears to take as the quarterback for the future because this is the why this is the reason I started to think about this. When when you look when you think about a team out in the future and it's your favorite team and you watch young quarterbacks playing college football and you see that they enter the draft process, you know, sometimes your mind wanders and you say, "Man, I wish we had a guy like that." And Justin Fields was that type of player when he was at Ohio State. I remember being a Bears fan thinking, man, Trubisky ain't it. I wish the Bears had a quarterback like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Both of those quarterbacks I thought were the guys to pay to take out of that draft class. I didn't like Zach Wilson. Mac Jones seemed very system-esque. Uh, and, and Trey Lance, total unproven in that situation. So this year, when we look at the quarterbacks at the top of the board, and we look at the quarterback position, it's Bryce Young from Alabama. He's the guy, quarterback Bryce Young. He was the guy coming into college. The moment he showed up on campus in Tuscaloosa, he was a legitimate star quarterback, and he was great in the SEC for multiple seasons. Last year, he threw for 32 touchdowns, five interceptions. The second guy on the list would be C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. Last year, he had a fantastic year, just as good this year, C.J. Stroud, and he was a player that we kind of watched, and for most of the college football season, he was at the top of the Heisman list. He was a finalist, but for most of the season, he was the guy people thought would win the Heisman Trophy eventually. And then we look at the rest of the list. Basically, we get to Will Levis from Kentucky, uh, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida. He had some up-and-down games, only 17 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, but the numbers from Richardson and Levis don't compare to Stroud and Young. So I wonder if there's Bears fans sitting around 
watching the college football season, watching this Bears season, and thinking to themselves, man, I wish I had Bryce Young. Man, I wish I had C.J. Stroud. I wonder if those people are out there. You know, clearly we've taken phone calls on this show, as you know, that there are some that don't believe in Justin Fields. And I don't think that that's what this question is. The question is, have you dreamt, have you thought, have you lusted for the Bryce Young, C.J. Strouds of college football? And quite honestly, as this season has gone along, I have not done that. There has not been a time this season where I watched Bryce Young play and thought to myself, man, if only the Bears could get a guy like that. And and the same would go for C.J. Stroud. I didn't think during the college football season, boy, if only the Bears could get a guy like him, C.J. Stroud. I think that's what makes this situation different than in years past. In years past, I feel like we always had our eye on someone else, on something else, on better, hoping for something in the future. You know, watching Bryce Young play in the Sugar Bowl, like who was the quarterback they kept referencing to as Bryce Young broke the record for most touchdown passes in the Sugar Bowl? It was Justin Fields. They kept talking, they kept comparing Bryce Young to Justin Fields. You know, you think about uh, Stetson Bennett and Georgia winning their, their second title back-to-back in the college football playoff. And you think of great performances in college football playoff games. And I, I think back to Justin Fields going against Clemson, getting speared in the chest, coming back, throwing a touchdown, looking awesome, looking the part. I mean, haven't we seen that from Fields in, in pieces this season? He just doesn't have anything around him. So when I ask the question to myself, Is there someone that I would rather have than Justin Fields coming into this draft class? My answer is no. But I also, until today, really haven't considered what if the Bears took a quarterback at number one. Now, obviously, for that to happen, there would be other moves, right? The other moves would be trading Justin Fields, getting back pieces, so then you could have a quarterback to build around. I mean, to me, that's it's all unproven. I think Justin Fields has proven enough that he's worthy of building around. And that's where we get to Ryan Poles. He spoke today at Hallis Hall. And Ryan Poles talked about, uh, in his opening statement, Justin Fields, quarterback for the Bears. And then, obviously, I know a lot of questions just about the quarterback. I thought Justin did a good job. I thought we changed a lot. We adapted. We tried to put him in a position to be successful. He showed the ability to be a a playmaker, be impactful. He can change games quickly. Um, Does he have room to grow? He does. He has to get better as a passer. And I'm excited to see him take those steps as we move forward. So there's Ryan Poles earlier today. He also talked about having conversations with Justin Fields on the direction of the offseason for the Chicago Bears. Here's Ryan Poles. Yeah, we had good conversations. Um, I'm excited for the direction he's going. And as I mentioned before, he knows where he has to improve. I think you mentioned that the other day. Um, So we're excited about his development and where he goes next. He showed ability to be impactful with his legs. There's flashes with his arm. Now if we can put that together, I think we have something really good. So that's Ryan Poles. He also mentioned that Justin's the guy. Uh, He was asked, is Justin Fields the guy, even though you hold the number one pick in this year's draft? Like I just explained, I haven't really thought about the other quarterbacks as far as being prospects for the Bears to select. 
Is Justin still the guy? You have the number one pick. Here's Ryan Poles. Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. So that's the answer from the GM, Ryan Poles, from the Chicago Bears on the quarterback. Did you hear no in that answer? Take another listen. Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. He's basically telling you that Justin Fields is the guy, but there's also a possibility that he might not be the guy. Like he didn't answer the question by saying, Justin Fields is the guy. No, we will not take a quarterback. That's not what he said which clearly is the right move, right? Like the way the Bears need to project this out to the rest of the league is that it is possible that they could take a quarterback. It is possible that they could be blown away and that somebody could have a pro day that could get them all excited like the Jets were excited for Zach Wilson, right? Like they have to make it possible to make teams believe that they're, they're, they have to move up to select the quarterback. Because if Poles goes out there and says, we're going to take the best player available, and the best player available is Will Anderson from Alabama, the, the, the edge rusher, no one will trade with you. Right? Every, everyone will just be in position behind the Texans at two trying to figure out where the quarterbacks will fall. You do have to put that out there to make it seem as if it is possible you could take a quarterback. One more time, Justin, the guy, even though he's the, you have the number one pick, is, is Justin the guy? Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. So even though that's the answer from Ryan Poles, based on what I was going through just five minutes ago here on the show with the available quarterbacks coming into this year's draft, I don't think Bryce Young's better than Justin Fields. I don't think C.J. Stroud is better than Justin Fields. And I don't think Will Levis is better than Justin Fields. Therefore, I don't think the Bears are going to be blown away by either of the, any of these players. Now, statistically-wise, in, in the moxie of a Bryce Young do intrigue me, but I would say the one thing that's concerning is he's six foot, 194 pounds, and if we saw Justin Fields get banged up this season, and that dude is tough, could you imagine Bryce Young be t- behind a, an offensive line like what the Bears had this season, trying to protect a player like that, I just can't see that working out well in the end. I think that's where someone like Justin Fields is the reason you need need to go ahead with developing that quarterback and not risking it for maybe hoping that someone like Bryce Young improves. Uh, Ryan Pohl has talked about Justin Fields and what he needs to improve as a passer. Yeah, just um, as a passer, just for things to slow down um, mentally and then be able to react and anticipate quicker. Um, Obviously, with that, we also have to continue to build around him so that he can do that. Uh, consistently as well. So there's Ryan Poles earlier today at Hallis Hall talking about the Bears wrapping up this season. A lot of work to be done going forward. The Bears have the most cap space. They have the number one pick. And I think they have the quarterback as we kind of figure out what they need to do to build around Justin Fields going into the future. Chris Black here on Black and Abdallah talking to you at 312-332-3776. Take your calls next. 
This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. We're talking Bears football here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. Join us, Steve in Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good, man. What's up? I I had a like a little tidbit. You got, you were talking about how the Bears have to say what they needed to say mm-hmm. today about like draft and looking for a quarterback. I don't know if you recall like about a month ago, a little over, when Fields had that injury, and it was kind of going back and forth during the week, what is it? And and then they finally said it was a dislocated. Sure. But you guys were questioning, like, why they said it at first. And I was hinting, I'm like, to protect the asset, you know, just in case to kind of, like, manipulate and get people's mind, he's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with him for a scenario like this, so they have draft capital, tradeability. So I want to get your take. Do you think that was a good move back then for a PR uh, purposes. So, so you're saying the way the Bears handled telling the media and the fans about the injury from Fields that that was done uh, to protect. Strategically. Yeah, I I disagree yeah. with that because I, I think he was injured. I think we all saw when he was injured against the Falcons on that that last play. He was in there and he ran. Um, but he's tough, man. He he wants to play and. Like, Justin, to his credit, he's basically someone who doesn't lie to the media. You know, we, we've seen a couple of times this year where Luke Getze has been upset with Fields with how much information he's given up. And then he also, it sounded as if he was willing to play on Sunday, but he was told he's not going to play because he's not healthy enough. The way that Justin Fields tap danced around answering if he could have been healthy to play on Sunday against the Vikings. I thought it was interesting because I don't think Justin Fields like wants to lie well, to the media. And I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm not talking about this week. This was about a month no, and a I half know. ago. Yeah. There was a, yeah, right. yeah, a similar scenario. And I think the bears were downplaying it. Yeah. But then like something got released saying, no, it's bigger. It's a dislocated. And they had to like switch their gears completely. Yeah, say, I, yeah, you know the shoulder. I don't know. I feel like that might have been a report from a reporter that suggested it was dislocated. But uh, you, okay. you might be right on that. Thanks for the call, Steve. Right. Appreciate you. No problem. Yeah, and I feel like Justin Fields. If it was up to him, he would have played against the Vikings. Uh, when he met with the media on Monday, and and he was answering the questions about his health being around eighty percent, and he could have maybe gone if he needed to. Like he wanted to play, but they they needed to secure the number one pick at that point. I get it, David in Plainfield. You're on ESPN One Thousand Talking Bears. What's up, David? Hey, thanks, Blake, for taking my call. First no problem, of all, man. I wanted to say congratulations to Adam Abdallah and his family for the just got the greatest gift he's ever going to receive in Shout his out. life. So. Um, so happy for him and his family. He's uh, he's probably listening right now because he hasn't slept in days. So I'll, yo, I'll tell you what, he'll learn to sleep standing up very <laughs> soon. Hopefully not on the air. Uh, well, you've listened to the show. 
<laughs> I wanted to pick your brain. I was following along the on the Colts and Texans game. I had a little little wager on it, and yeah. it it started going the wrong way, and I stopped paying attention. And then, obviously, we all know what what happened in the end with with uh, Lovey's decision making. I wanted to just pick your brain. Do you think that Lovey knew he was going to be fired, and it was kind of like a final, you know what? Uh, you uh, to the Texans and a little uh, gift to the Bears. I'll hang up and listen to your your answer. Um, Appreciate it. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, David. Call again, all right? I would say this. Uh, He may not have known, but it was the writing was on the wall. It was definitely a possibility. I think, you know, media members were talking about it being a possibility heading into the weekend. And good for Lovey. If you feel like you're going to get fired anyway, have him go out and win. There's no reason they should be moving on after one year again from another coach. I mean, the Texans are a complete disaster. And it's I will blame the Texans for all of this. You know why? If you're going to fire the coach and you're in a situation where you could get the number one pick and you know that the guys are going to play for that coach, you have to fire the coach before the game. Because, of course, they're going to go out there and try and win. And why does Lovey care? All the rumors and all the conversation was about how he was going to get fired. So, of course, you go win it. You stick it to them. It was great. Chris and Countryside, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Chris. Put Chris back on hold. Dino in Cincinnati listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Dino? Hey, what's going on, Black Man? Love the show. Thanks, man. What's hey, up? listen, man. Um, you know, I was listening to Paul's presser, man, through you guys today, man, and uh, I really like what he said about Fields, but, you know, you you got to think about it, too. You know, if you do trade down with that number one pick and you get, you know, a round amount of picks, you know, whatever you get as a package, but what if a team like Detroit who really just fall in love with what they saw from Fields, I mean, he can galvanize their fans. I mean, you get that fan base really riled up. And I think they get, what, the 7th and 18th pick? So you doing that trade for Fields? Okay, so you're saying in the division, the Lions come to the Bears and they say number 6, which is the pick that they got from the Rams in the Stafford deal, and number 18 for number 1. Uh, no, 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 not for number one. No, 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 no. Oh, no, for no. Justin Fields, and then you, you keep then number Justin one? Fields straight up. So if you made a trade, if you oh. already traded down. Okay, so you're it, telling it, me it, you're, you're keeping one, and then you're getting six and 18, but you have to give up Justin Fields? Correct. Only if Poles don't believe. I'm, I'm a Fields guy. All right, I believe in Ryan Poles. He already told us what he was going to do. He did it, and he laid it all out in his press conference. But now he, he holds all the cards. Yeah. So he can decide to do whatever he – if Fields is not the guy, then, you know, if Detroit says, well, we really like Fields and we'll give you the, you know, the 2 and uh, 18 pick for Fields straight up, are you doing that trade? Yeah, I, that's, that's an interesting uh, trade question, Dino, and thanks for the phone call. I don't know if I would do it, although three picks in the first 20, that would be a great way to jumpstart your organization. Uh, especially with the quarterback like Bryce Young on the board, then you could go get a, a wide receiver and perhaps an edge rusher as well. Um, but I think Justin Fields, first of all, I don't think a team would give up two first-round picks for Justin Fields. I just don't see that, that that's what would happen. And then also, I don't know, like obviously, I think Detroit would like to have Justin Fields going forward in the future. I mean, you add Fields to that team, 
now they're not only dynamic offensively and then they can be explosive at the quarterback position, but they're the team that everyone, you're going to hear this all offseason. The Lions are going to be everyone's sexy sleeper heading into next year. 1,000%. Every person's going to be high on the Lions. So I, I'm guessing when we get to August, Black and Abdallah, we're going to go oppo. I'm guessing by the time we get to August and we're previewing the NFL season, we're going to have the theory that everyone is so high on the Lions that even though they went one game over 500, they're not going to elevate to another plateau. They're not going to become an NFC conference competing team. They're just going to be right about the same spot. I, I can already guarantee that that's going to be my mind. Uh, that's what I'm going to be having in my mind when we get to that point in August at the end of the summer. George in Old Town, you're on ESPN 1000. We're talking Bears. What's up, George? Hey, big guy. Uh, to answer your question, I'm not saying we should trade out for Justin Fields, but yeah. I would take C.J. Stroud based on his performance in the national uh, last four games of the playoff. I mean, he was phenomenal. He looks more like to me like Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he's, he could rise to that level, but, you know, he's he's got the, the physical attributes that you would want. Uh, and, but I'm not saying that's the thing to do, but he's just looked like an outstanding opportunity for some team. Yeah, and, you know, C.J. Stroud, I don't think he's as um, good off script and uh, maybe uh, freelancing as what we saw with Mahomes uh, in college at Texas Tech. But I think C.J. Stroud will be a successful quarterback at the next level. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, in college when we watched him, uh, we we didn't think he was going to be quite what he is now. There were people suggesting he was going to be the best quarterback of the class. But at the time, most people were talking about Deshaun Watson being the best guy, uh, the best player to be coming out of that draft class who, you know, the comparisons, if you go back to Dabo Sweeney saying that he's Michael Jordan in football cleats, the whole thing. Uh, So when I look at C.J. Stroud, I do think it's a two-quarterback draft, and I do think it's a situation where you're going to see them both be successful at the next level. Jeff in Norwood Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey, hey, Black, how's it going, man? I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on USC not firing their defensive coordinator today, <laughs> uh, Grinch. Get your thoughts Alex on that. Grinch. Fellow US, yeah, fellow USC fan in Chicago. So I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, Jeff, up and, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, so Lincoln Riley keeping with his buddy from Oklahoma. Alex Grinch was with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. The knock uh, with Riley at Oklahoma was that they couldn't stop anyone. And in big games, they, they certainly couldn't stop anyone. Alex Grinch is coming back. Uh, Lincoln Riley announced that earlier today. And so, to be honest, give it a year. I want to see what they do with some transfers and some recruits that come in. A lot of the recruits that came in last year were all on the offensive side, and we saw USC's offense take off with guys from Pittsburgh and uh, Oklahoma and various locations that joined the team, and and the offense was good. They also uh, die the running backs from Oregon, so... USC did a lot of heavy lifting in the transfer portal offensively. Now they need to do it defensively. They just don't have the caliber of guys that can go out there defensively and compete with the teams that are playing in the college football playoff. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts. If if USC was in the game last night against Georgia, they'd get killed too. Uh, and I think that they would have lost to Michigan as well. So Alex Grinch coming back. Thank you to uh, Jeff getting in the USC call. Here on Black and Abdallah in the first 30 minutes on a Bears Tuesday. 
We'll continue taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Bears football, they have the number one pick. What do you think they should do with it? We'll take your calls next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Unreal. Adam in Hyde Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Adam? Hey, how's it going? What's up? So, I have a question. Yeah. I'm kind of a math person, right? Okay. And in this age of analytics, when is the uh, a draft prospect have the most value? Like, if Bryce emerges as the clear number one quarterback, right? Yeah. We know that that number one pick has more value than one first-round pick, right? But is that the most value? Or if next year, midseason, Tua's in a coma or Trey Lance turns out after five games, he's a bust. Why'd you do that to Tua? Or the Saints. No, I'm saying, or the Saints and the Bears drafted Bryce. Would Bryce have more value to trade to one of those teams then? that he does now as a pre-draft prospect. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I just think it's unrealistic to select a quarterback while keeping the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like like, tell Justin, like, you're our guy and this is all a scam. Like I I mentioned earlier this week that part of me thinks because it's the, the hottest commodity and it's the most important thing in football, like, hey, take a quarterback, keep Fields, save Fields as your guy, take the quarterback, and then deal one of them if you need to in the future, or if one doesn't turn out or gets hurt, you have the other guy. Like the Bears exactly. will never have an opportunity in the history of the franchise to be in this position that they're in right now, where they could exactly. take a quarterback number one and support Justin Fields. Unfortunately, I think by doing that, you're not really going to get the most out of Fields because I think with that number one pick, you need to get more assets and you need a number one wide receiver, which you can hopefully find in the draft. Right. I mean, because in my 43 years, we've never had a great quarterback. And so if you finally have a shot at one, but you actually have a shot at two, don't you go for the two over the one? But, yeah, the psychological aspect, that's tough. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Adam. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. We go to Bob downtown talking Bears. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's up, Chris? How's it going? Good, man. What do you think? So I was tailgating in the South lot this weekend. Hell yeah. And uh, it was great. It, and Morel was surprisingly high. Did you Hope miss us? In the air. Did you miss us, Bob? We we did not attend. Were you there? No, we, we did not go on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I can't believe I went. But like I said, <laughs> Morel was high. But then I started thinking some bad thoughts today. Like, <laughs> people seem pretty optimistic, and I think we need to remember what organization we're talking about. This is still the Chicago Bears. This is still the McCaskies running the show. Almost every decision that they have made, they've gotten it wrong. So I understand that everything is kind of lined up in the Bears' favor. We have a ton of cap space. We have the number one pick. But I'm not sure with the track record of the current organization why we should think they're going to get it right this time when they've gotten it wrong so many times before. 
Bob, that's a fair point of view. I don't think that they could even argue with you on that one. I mean, the track record speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to be negative Nancy over here, yeah. but I also I feel like we were in the same situation when we got Mitch, and Morrell was high, this is it, this is it, and then we got hurt. I don't want to be hurt again, Chris. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't hurt me. Let me down easy. Good call, Bob. Please. Good call, Bob. And, and that's where, like, I, I, I understand where Bob's coming from. Uh, I'm, I'm about to be 38. My entire life, this team has basically let me down. Now, 2006 was cool. Went to the Super Bowl. That was fun. The Lovey Smith years, that was great. It was a really good defense. Some really, really high-quality players. Lance Briggs, Charles Tillman, Brian Erlacher. Uh, Alex Brown, like those were some good teams. Those were fun teams. Couldn't score. And then when they started to build up the offense, the defense started to pull apart as well in the Cutler years. Uh, but basically, the team really hasn't done anything for a lot of us who weren't around for the 85 year. The greatest team to ever exist. There's a lot of us in this city that didn't partake in the party and the fun and enjoying the greatest football team to ever play. And so for us, the perception of the team is that they almost do everything wrong at all times. With that said, I think they have the quarterback. I'm not sold on Eberflus, the coach. Ryan Poles has a lot of work to do in our opinions on what Ryan Poles and the job that he's going to do will be formulated, I think, a lot over the next year based on the cap space, the draft picks, and how the offense comes along around fields. And then Yurko was breaking news earlier today on Carmen and Yurko, in case you missed it. Yurko says his sources tell him that this week the Bears will announce that Kevin Warren will become the new president for the Chicago Bears. So that's Yurko breaking news on ESPN 1000. Kevin Warren, a great candidate to take over as the president of the team. And so... I think they're starting to move into a modern era of football because you can even add in the conversations about moving to Arlington Heights, building their own stadium, a domed stadium that could host more events than just football games. It's all lining up with what other big time teams in the NFL do. And so like I get Bob's point, you can be skeptical, but with that said, it does feel like things are lining up for the franchise. Caleb in Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah, so lifelong. First off, how you doing, Black? Love the show. I'm good, uh, Caleb. What's going caller. on with you? Everything good tonight? Uh, everything is good. Um, I've been listening to you. I'm a lifelong Bears fan. Been a Bears fan my whole life, going on 33 years now. Boom. Um, and... We, I feel as though we finally have our franchise quarterback. Um, and if you look at his performance this year, I knew this year was not going to be a good year. Um, I had us projected to win five games. Um, but, you know, I've been a Bears fan, I, but I, I was excited to see what Ryan Poles is doing. And, you know, and I, I liked the direction that we're going in. And I feel that we have our quarterback. And it just kind of blows my mind as a Bears fan who has so long for a franchise quarterback for so long that right. now that we have the first-round pick, everyone's like, oh, what can we do with Fields? Should we trade him? Should we trade him? And it just blows my mind. This guy put up good numbers this year. He showed growth the entire season. 
And he, yes, everyone says, oh, he's a running quarterback. He's come out and said he doesn't want to do that forever. He wants to sit back and throw dimes to receivers. Let's build around this man and give this man a team. He wants this to be his team, his city. I support him 100%. We need to stop all the talks of even mentioning of trading fields. He's our guy. We need to stick with him. Yeah, and that's a good call, Caleb. I, I think that's where you also look at the the idea. Justin Fields wasn't a running quarterback coming into the NFL. He he did that this year to high levels of success, but it was out of necessity. That's not the type of quarterback that he is. Abdallah and I on our, our college show, Chicago's College Tailgate, uh, we discussed when Fields was a senior coming in or a junior coming into uh, the NFL draft process his best attribute was passing accuracy down the field. That's what he did best. It wasn't scrambling. It wasn't running around. That, that wasn't, he wasn't a running quarterback. He did that because it's what the, the situation here dictated this season. And, of course, he doesn't want to do that because that's not how he's built. He's built to be a pocket passer. Now, he has to get better at that. I think he will. But that's what's exciting to watch uh, for this team going into the future. Anthony, on the south side, you're on ESPN Chicago. Hey, how you doing? Uh, What's up, man? First off, I wanted to uh, uh, say that doesn't it feel good to this year compared to last year? No draft picks, no offensive line. We don't know what the team going to look like. Our, our management did a great job in the offseason building up the cap space. And, and putting a little bit around Justin Fields, no wide receivers. You know, they, they tested some offensive linemen. I am excited for what we have coming forward. And, and, and I want to reiterate what the last caller said. It's just it's, it's crazy. Though. We've never had a quarterback in Chicago. And the first time we get one and, and we have um, cap space and first-round draft pick, everybody's getting greedy now. To go get a quarterback, we don't know what he's going to be. He actually shows up uh, in the NFL. Everyone's getting greedy now. Yeah, that's greedy. Justin Fields broke a record in his second year in the league with nothing around him. Out of necessity. He broke the record out of necessity, not because he's a running quarterback, like you said. So it's great things that can be done with what what we have in our quarterback. Anthony, what what do you want the Bears to do with that number one pick? I would like them to trade it, trade back. Get some more draft picks like they did last year. Going into the draft with, what, four draft picks and um, leaving with seven? Let's do that. Let's go in with our draft picks and leave with significantly more. Um, Second-round picks, third-round picks, maybe uh, a second-round pick next year so we can continue to deal with this thing versus possibly having to break it up if we drive, if we get rid of fields and get a new quarterback that's in three years nothing. Now we're rebuilding all over again. That's a good point. Thanks for the call, Anthony. Appreciate you. All right. There's Anthony. We're talking Bears with you here on ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. song of the night coming up in just a moment here on ESPN 1000. If you want to talk Bears football with us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Mo in Frankfurt, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mo. 
What's going on, Ernest? I love you. Oh, but so, I love you too, Mo. Well, let me tell you something. Oh, let me tell, tell me you something. something. Yes. I went to the Bears game. I go to every single game. And I love Soldier Field. I love going there. Like, we're all on to park. What? That means I have to drive to hour and a half to go. Hour and a half to drive to Arlington Heights. Get out of here. Ah, it's not going to be in an hour and a half. Where are you coming from? Frankfurt. Is it? Don't look it up on the Google Maps. Yes, yes, yes. What about MapQuest? Can I use MapQuest? You can use whatever you want. But it's okay. It's okay. Let me tell you something. You're down by Mokina, right? Mo, I looked it up. I got 53 minutes here. 53 minutes. 53. Straight shot. 53 minutes? Might be faster than actually getting into Soldier Field. Boom. You take, what is that, 45 to over the 290. Take 290 up to uh, 294 and then over. Boom. You're right there. Right past O'Hare. We got you there in 50 minutes. Okay. I take a five-minute car ride to the University Park train station and that's all i do <laughs> okay i'm, I'm there well what are you what are you up to tonight okay, you know I tell what, you, what are you doing tonight but yes. did you see my what whoa 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 are you not checking your twitter mo i saw your tweets man oh come on i, I was on the jumbotron i, I, was, I saw it I'm, it's I'm on the twitter. guy you were you were there i'm the guy so it is what it is. Are you saying you, you can't be the guy I mean? in Arlington Heights? No, because they're gonna, they're gonna, man, these guys are gonna. They want two thousand five hundred dollars for TSLs. Come well, on, that's gonna be a whole different debate and a whole different set of shows when the Bears come asking for new PSLs from uh, fans. I know, I know, I know. But here, let me tell you something. Okay, tell me something. Uh, uh, did you see my hat? Somebody gave me a hat. You have a hat? I loved it. What's your hat say? Yeah. No, well, I'm not a hat guy, but whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. Oh, are you okay so tonight? Got, you know, I'm kind of sad. Wait, what's going on here? You know, you guys, you are talking about like a uh, first round draft pick and everything. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, we got the first round draft pick. It's awesome. But I'm not happy. I want the Bears to be good. So let's do this, man. What, what, are, what are we doing? Oh, we're going to, we're going to get, we get the, Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to, here's the thing. You're going to take your draft picks. You're going to trade down. You're going to also get some great prospects and and, and then deal with it. And that's how you do it. Well, are we drinking tonight? What are we drinking? Oh, I don't drink. So I'm sorry. I don't, oh, yes. No alcohol for me. I smoke weed, but that's okay. But that's okay. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, just, I don't drink. I thought I, I heard some booze through the line. No, 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 no. no. I, I never. All right, I, just I sad beer thoughts. Okay, all right. 
Just making sure. No cheese. I do the wine, but no cheese, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Mo. Thank you for right. the phone call. Love you. All right. Love you. Love you. Thank you. All right. There's Mo. Like, am I wrong to ask that? It sounded a little sketchy there. Like, Mo's called before and been like, wait. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say, no offense, Mo. Like, not with it. Like, quick to it, you know? You know what I'm saying. He sounded sad. He sounded sad. It sounded like something was off. That's what it sounded like. Are you worried about our guy? Am I worried about our guy, Mo? I'm always worried about Should I be? No, you shouldn't, Charlie. We're worried about you. We want to make sure Charlie makes it through. We're worried about you, Charlie. That's what we're worried about. Yeah, I think we're more worried about Charlie. We're worried about Charlie, making sure Charlie... Is okay. <laughs> Each night here on Black and Abdallah at around 6.50, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we're going to Hall & Oates. I can't go for that. From the song of the night well if we go back to january 10th 1982 january 10th 1982 and we're talking about football and we're talking about iconic sports moments we get to the game between the san francisco 49ers and the dallas cowboys dwight clark's touchdown the pass from joe montana rolling to his right finding Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. It's called the catch. It quite possibly is the most famous play in NFL history. January 10th, 1982. This song, Hall of Notes, I can't go for that, was the number one song on that date. That's where we get the song, but really I wanted to talk about this game. Now, as someone who Grew up enjoying the history of the NFL. I mean, the the 49ers and the Cowboys, the rivalry that they had in the 80s into the early 90s was something that I always appreciated. But the catch, like any young person knows when you say the catch, Dwight Clark flying across the screen to catch the football from Joe Montana. It's an iconic clip. Like, if you think back to back in the day, if we had social media, that thing would have been shared all over the place. And and for all NFL films and, and legendary intros to football games, they always show Dwight Clark coming down with the football in the end zone. 
and fans in the background going nuts. The 49ers go on to win that game 28-27 to advance to the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship game in 1981. And the catch, it took place on this date, January 10th. 1982 was the date that the game was played on. It was the 81 championship game. The 49ers advanced to the Super Bowl. Obviously, legendary head coaches in that matchup as well. Bill Walsh going against Tom Landry for the Cowboys. Man, those 49er teams were good. They were so good. So because of this sport, usually we don't go sports with the song of the night. But I thought that that was an iconic sports moment. So we should celebrate it. And this song, Hall and Oates, I can't go for that. It was number one on this date, January 10th, 1982. It's your song of the night. the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo i'm surrounded by gen zers tonight uh do we have three for three did you guys know what that song was did no, but I know Hall and Oates. Shaking the heads. They don't know the song. Are you guys familiar I, I, with the catch? Do you know what I'm the catch is? I'm familiar with the catch. I didn't, I didn't know the song, but that catch is seared in my mind. Yeah, NFL Kale films. Knows, Kale knows the catch. Charlie, the catch. Do you know anything? The, Kale, I mean, uh, Charlie's got the catch. Tyler, catch. What's the catch? What's we got the, the catch? Huh? Uh, What's the I'll, catch? Be, I'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.